I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of The Substandard, brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you, The Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look on our podcast and search for Substandard, you'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, leave a review. In addition, we'd also like to remind you, The Substandard show notes posted by Jonathan Last are often available on Fridays at 11 a.m. at weeklystandard.com. So, first and foremost, gentlemen, I usually say, how are we? But I'll answer your question. I seem to be dying. Yeah. You, don't, you sound like it. Yeah, I'm Vic? fading. I'm fading fast, but I've got just enough juice for this one episode. It's like the you're you're fading from the picture in the Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're blinking out right brother. in front of us. I'm the older brother, you're like Jordan playing in the playoffs, having to get an IV infusion right. at That's halftime. Right. That's right. And an you're IV still of, you're still going to score fifty. An oh. IV of Irish honey. How? Yes, we'll get that's a great thing. That. Um, how are you, you guys doing? JVL, what's going on? Or Sunny? JBL, Sonny? you go first, JBL. No, well, Sonny and I are both wearing our American Giant hoodies. And today, no, I'm sorry, Tuesday was a big day for us because we did our very first Facebook Live. I love how you live. were looking at the where the camera was. It's not there anymore. Making love to it with my eyes. Were you looking at the camera yes. the whole time? Yes. Of course. Why? Because I'm making love to it with that's my eyes. That's throwing me off. That's, it was throwing me off. That's creepy. That's what people want. That's not what people want. They want They want you to stare. Haven't you ever watched like one of these simulcast shows? <laughs> like, uh, no, no, not, 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 like, a, not like a podcast, but like uh, one of the like Mike and Mike shows or something like that on ESPN or whatever. They don't look at the camera. They look at each other or they look at their like notes. They don't stare at the camera like a bunch of goobers. I didn't stare at the camera, but I acknowledge the camera because the camera is the is the window into our universe. He was talking to He was performing. He was performing That's the for worst. the camera. I noticed it. Look, it was worst. a different JVL. He had lines set up and everything. Man. All I'll say is this. It was a big day, and so I decided to mark the occasion with a new watch. Oh, my gosh. That's is, that a, is that a swatch? It looks like a swatch. What time is it, Vic? <laughs> 223. I, I, ah, I have too much too work hard. this week. Yes, I can't go after yes, this. Uh, this is the new Apple Series 3 Nike Running Edition. I went for a run this morning. I'm totally morning confused. With so is, it. is that a Nike watch or an Apple watch? At both. Both. It is an Apple watch with design input by Nike, meaning that it gets a different band and there are two custom watch faces. And uh, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm having a little bit of trouble with it so far. I only strapped it on this morning at 4.30 when I woke up. And... Uh, had trouble syncing up the Nike Running Club app with the watch when I went for my run, which was a little bit of a disappointment, but not as big a disappointment as the big thing. <laughs> it turns out that I cannot watch movies on this. No. In what way? Too small. What way? No, it does mm-hmm. not have the capability to oh, play oh, movies on it. Oh, you can't. You literally I can't. I have to watch movies on the IMAX-like screen of my iPhone 8. 
Wait, and I got to say, I don't wait, like wait, wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. I, too much no going on? Want, too much real estate. I was overwhelmed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need, uh, let's back up a sec. When you said you went for a run this morning, you mean you ran on your treadmill? Yes. Oh, okay. So you put on your running watch for your treadmill jog. Is that well, my understanding? It, it counts it. Am I understanding? Okay. What, what do you... Oh, you're you're not not steps? No, nothing, nothing. Is it a I steps just, thing? I Is that what wanna, we're talking about? Is it I just doing... want to make no, sure. I'm trying, they... to, I'm trying to paint a picture for our readers, bec- or our listeners. Because well, if they, we had the Facebook Live going because, for this episode. Because, you know, when I when you, when you I hear someone say, oh, I, st- I threw on my running watch and I went out for a run, I imagine them through like well, sun I had dappled to finish, oaks I had to finish a, on the streets. I had to finish watching a movie for this, this freaking show so I could contribute something. And I did, was working that on ever, that. When has that ever stopped anyone? And I was hoping to watch it on my phone, on my uh, on my watch while I was running. And it turns out you can't do that. Huh. You can make phone calls with it. You, you can talk stream. into it, or do you, does no, it like a, it just, it just goes into your? Do you no, have to wear? Do you have to wear your iPod? Your nope. iPad? iPods? Nope. To, to work. Nope. Do you have to wear a Bluetooth? Nope. Do you talk into it? Nope. How does it? Do you just Mental. talk out loud? You just talk it? while you're running, and it picks up your voice, and there's a speaker in it. That also, plays. the voice in your head. It's for real. Awesome. Except that you can't watch movies. I'm hoping that the Series 4 will finally allow me to see movies the way they were meant, which is in the portrait mode on the watch, which is a screen that is about seven-eighths. It doesn't really matter if it's portrait mode. Maybe three-quarters of a... It doesn't really matter if it's portrait mode or not, right? Because it's basically a square, right? No, no, it's not. This is very rectangular. Look at that. that And I do not want to see this in a landscape. Why are there holes on the band? Is that so your wrist can breathe while you're Probably. running? Probably, I don't know. It's for the uh, for the the little nub. So does that mean you don't need a? Yeah, phone but there's in- there's like a, there's like fifty holes in it, on each side. Uh, style. I don't ask Nike. Nike designed does, this for athletes. That's it, what it says so, on the box from Apple. So you may you it may says, not even Apple Watch designed <laughs> designed for athletes. And you, God knows when I look at myself in the mirror these days, what I see is an athlete. So you may not need your phone anymore. No, that's the whole point of it. Is that you can run without your phone. You can make phone calls with your without it. You I can, missed the first part. Why do you? But if you want to listen to music, you don't have a thing connected to your hand. No, if you want to listen to music, yes. right? You put your wireless headphones wireless, on. Wireless, got it. And you leave your phone at home, mm-hmm. and you go running and because your, this is streaming through the mobile LTE network here's, here's, and pulling music off the cloud and streaming it to your. But so it's not even like an iPod Mini. It's, it's no. But here's it's here's beyond. the I, but one uh, the the idea that you would need to run without. Your phone doesn't really matter if you're on the treadmill. If you're on the treadmill, you just put your phone in the, the little holder. So it doesn't make any difference. Well, sure, but I wasn't going to get to run outside today because I had to watch a movie. How I would have gone running outside. How do you run outside today. versus running on the treadmill? I'm just curious. I, 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 Entirely weather dependent. Huh. During the fall, I would say seven eighths of my runs are outside. During the winter and hot summer months, it is the opposite. 100% of my exercise is done inside in air conditioning. Well, of course. I don't you understand. wouldn't want to go why, outside why would where you there's dust. Your, why would you oh, expose yourself to pollen and I agree. sun? I prefer, you know, like in Rocky Four, I prefer to be the Ivan Drago training yes. with all the, and, right. versus Rocky yeah. in the cabin. So he's like carrying logs up mountains. You can get a splinter. A, you can get a splinter. Yeah. The best way to run, Sonny, is on the beach. Well, in your on short the shorts. sand. Running on running the into sand the arms of Apollo Creed. is especially running on the sand barefoot, so you can get the sand between your toes as you're running. Doesn't that sound awesome to you? That's that's how you get. That's how you build up the muscles for the resistance, right? As you yeah. you're running in on the, the sand, beach. absolutely. It's ma- it's science. No, I'm I'm all for that. Was science. in Chariots of Fire, wasn't it? I'm all for that. Wasn't that in fact the entire point of Chariots of Fire? 
running on the beach. All I remember of that is the Vangelis, the Vangelis do, score. Do, 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 do. Was it Vangelis? Apparently, Vangelis? I, well, I was reading this this book on Blade Runner uh, called Future Noir. It's like a six. If you've ever wanted to know literally anything about Blade Runner, read this book. It's like six hundred. We should pages do a show long. on that. Um, uh, but the uh, uh, one of the like notes in it is hard G Vangelis, which I don't know that I, I, I believe. Knew, I've literally I've never always heard that. called it Vangelis. Vangelis, uh, him. Mm-hmm. He's just he's a Greek man. He's is that just a right? one. He's I thought a one it was man. like no. a a band, but no. you're saying it's like Yanni. Yeah, he's basically the Yanni of oh, of that's interesting of eighties synth. I learned about Vangelis the same time I learned about Van McCoy because I get them confused. Van McCoy. What's did, a Van McCoy? Van McCoy was the band that did the hustle. And then Vangelis to Cherry. Like the, the wedding the song. song? Yes, the wedding song. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, oh. Yes. Sonny, how are you? Good. I went to the MGM National Harbor. I know we've talked about the MGM oh, National Harbor before on the show. Good. I want to hear about But finally, this. I finally went uh, out for like an actual meal of food with my lovely wife. We went to the Voltaggio Brothers Steakhouse. Question. Yes. How crowded was the place? How crowded was the casino? Yeah. Packed. Really? Every table, totally full. $25 minimums. All the best. money of Prince George's County is just being sucked, sucked. Sucked into a black hole that is sent back to, you know, yeah. headquarters in Vegas yeah, or whatever. That's exactly right. Um, or Macau. I don't even know where they're, you know, <laughs> where they're laundering all their money these days. Did you play? I did not play. I did not play because I, like, uh, because I'm with, I was, well, I was, I'm with, I'm with Beth. She doesn't really gamble. But, um, uh, uh, could you stop looking at Facebook? We're, we're no, doing no, a show. Uh, please continue. I'm gonna. I have something to contribute to the show as soon as you're done. This talking has about happened, your and I've delivered jokes that have just flown over his head because he didn't hear the joke. Yeah, he's All right. Fascinated by this know, Facebook uh, crap. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, did you, what were the minimums at the time? Every twenty-five dollar. It was the lowest I saw. That's uh, I mean, and and like fifty and a hundred was was nearby. <sighs> um, every table was totally packed. The yeah, poker room was frustrating. The poker room was a little less crowded. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I, I remember it being last time I was there, but still very crowded. Um, I'm sure high end. It, uh, yeah, it's but it's just it is just packed. Every every restaurant packed. Every you had bar made reservations packed. ahead we of did. time. We made at reservations Voltaggio. At, at Voltaggio. Mm-hmm. Uh, the earliest we could get was eight forty five, which actually works out fine because our daughter goes to bed around okay. eight, and then so we we, we have a we go. have a we have a sitter come just basically sit there while and she it's really just and, over the bridge. It's twenty minutes away. I That's mean, it, like it, it without without any traffic, which there is very little at eight forty five on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you get there in twenty minutes uh, with without any any problem at all, which is nice. So, um, what did you think about Voltaggio Brothers? I quite liked it. I I so my I will have one. Com- I do have one complaint that I just want to get out of the way right away. Yes, ordered medium rare steak. Got it medium. Disappointing. Okay. Disappointing. It's good you didn't order it medium. But it's. I mean, like it's one of the. I, if I'm paying a, a, an absurd amount of money, if I'm paying like uh, as much money as I pay for all of my lunches during the week during at the, one sitting for one for piece, one of, piece meat, of meat. Did you I send it back? Perfectly. No, I didn't send it back because it wasn't ruined or anything. It just wasn't. It was pink, but it wasn't dark. It was pink, but it, it wasn't, wasn't red. red. I yeah, want you know. Red. Now, um, so if you go to the Voltaggio Brothers Steakhouse, order it rare. To get medium rare. Yeah. Um, I complained about the $60 steak in one of our episodes. How much was the steak? Uh, the steak I got was $60. <laughs> it, was, it was $60. It was a bone-in ribeye. A, a bone-in ribeye. Mm-hmm. I mean, I only I get to go out for nice yeah. meals like twice a year now. Yeah. So at, at this point, and I'm just like, and it came F it, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing it. Uh, but mm-hmm. they have they have cheaper cups of meat there. There's a flank steak that's like 
35 or something like prepared that. Prepared very simply. That's supposed to be pretty good. Tom Seatsma. Sim- yeah. Tom Seatsma at uh, the Washington Post said that was really good. And I almost got that. And I went with a ribeye instead. And um, it was just plainly uh, prepared. Yeah, nothing just fancy. No nothing crazy fancy, crust. Just, no, no. Kona crust. No. Nothing like that. Uh, the I, I got a, I got the, the I also got the um, shrimp cocktail starter, which oh. the guy sold me on. He did a very good, the server did a very yeah. good job of selling mm-hmm. me on it. Because he talked about how they, they make the cocktail sauce in-house and they put a little bit of banana in it. To what? Give it, to give it like a tinge of sweetness. It's, it doesn't taste like really? banana or anything, no. but it gives it some nice texture. It was really, how it many was really quite fantastic. Four. Uh, six. Six. Six big shrimp. Like, six for how much? For 30. No, no, no. No, it was, uh, I think it was 19. It was actually- That's like, amazing. Uh, yeah, it was either there 19 or 20. There are a lot of places so that yeah. are now down to four shrimp yeah. for 20. Right. No, I mean, it was. I was like, I will say that- Compared to other extremely nice restaurants that I've been to in the region, it's it is uh, you get the most food for your money. If like in a ter- in a pure like volume, yes, like volume yes. per dollar, At. it's 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 a pretty. Um, I, it's pretty I, I did once a uh, a show, a radio show with Brian Voltaggio mm. uh, for my vodka book back in the day with uh, for Foodie and the Beast, a different show, um, and he was great. And he brought in all the foods. Uh, and it was you delicious. Taste it all? I, I ate yeah. it all. Oh, nice. I ate it all. Yeah. It was very nice. And it came with his family, his wife, and yeah. kids. They were really, really nice. Yeah, great, great cocktails. Great. Oh, uh, good. And and like the wine was relative. The the bottles of wine were expensive, but so you, you could get a glass with of wine cocktails for cocktails, like, and you switched to wine. Yes, mm-hmm. and then went back to cocktails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that, that's yeah. the formal thing to do. Yeah. Um, although I can do martinis and steak, that's fine too. But, yeah, it's know, I get it's a, a weird, weird about switching it up. I, I like the you, you got to get a good red up. wine yeah. with yes. the, but I also but I also stick with dark liquor, so I'm not going good. from like vodka good, yeah, to red gin, wine back to. Yes, are we still talking about this? Yeah, sorry. JVL, you had something. I was just going to say. So, uh, frequent listeners may remember that we did uh, our micro episode on Facebook way back on Tuesday morning. Oh my god, I forgot about that. And I was just perusing the Facebook comments, and I would say they break down generically into two veins. One. Do I want to know this? I don't think I want to know this. One set saying that they are very disappointed that we broadcast in landscape and not portrait mode. Good point. Very Very good point. The other set about head size. <laughs> but there is one very confused lady mm. who four minutes in says, when are you going to start talking about news? <laughs> Two minutes later says, what is this about? I thought you were talking oh, about news. Great. Yes, Ma'am, you've stumbled into the wrong <laughs> podcast. Are, get out are, now. Get out, get out of this hellhole while you can. I'm sorry, ma'am. This is not the podcast you were looking for. You are interested in something else that we are not selling at this show. Box office news, we can do that, but that's about it. Um, okay. Hey, look at that. Did I create a segue for uh, you? Not quite. I didn't talk oh, about that's my- right. uh, Yeah, what's about. going on with your weekend? Well, this is very interesting. I've been saving this. JVO will be most amused. Hmm. Sonny will probably be disappointed. I signed up for, uh, my son and I are doing uh, a woodshop class. I've never done this before. I never did it in high school. Are you going to build a toilet paper holder? Uh, no, I'd, that would have been easier. We're doing a fancy looking birdhouse with glass and it's pentagonal wow. and the whole thing. And well, my wife was reading the paper and you know how they have these things for all to know different things. Your taxpayer dollars at work. It costs like a hundred bucks or something. And they bring you all the equipment and you go to the Thomas Jefferson Community Center and it's like five or six courses and it's two and a half hours every Saturday morning. So and, what tools have you used? Victor, oh right now? my gosh, things that you've mentioned before in the past JVL that I'm just not familiar with um, until now. I oper- circular saw, no jigsaw, uh, no <laughs> miter box. I operated the miter. 
song. You did a miter. How did you very, like it? That was that was very intense. Uh, the joiner. I did a joiner mm-hmm. uh, where you run it through the split, two, a piece of wood into two. And then uh, I saw, but did not operate the table saw that scared the hell out of me. Uh, they were talking about the kickback. You got to be careful with yeah. the table saw. So there's a there's like a guard on it now. They have <laughs> no, all these notice, different. Sunny. No, Sonny's on his See, phone. See again, this is why we need Facebook Live for this too, because this is gold. Sonny just it sitting is. back on his phone. This is all. None of this makes it because Sonny's going to say, "Why would you pay for the course? Just pay for the birdhouse." I would just buy the birdhouse. Right. How much did that bird? But if you bought the birdhouse, Sonny would say, "That's ridiculous." How much did that birdhouse cost? Yeah, you got to build the birdhouse. True. I know it's it's true. Actually, but, why would you? Why do you even need a birdhouse? That's just true. Put up a bird feeder. Actually, yes. Well, yeah, it, paint, it is. Bird on the window. Go buy a bird and let it free in your yard. It'll come well, back. I have, you know, when the, the funny thing is, I have zero expectations of using the feeder or the birdhouse because we had one and it attracted all sorts of animals. And one day it attracted a rat. And Ugh. I was like, that's it. Are you sure it wasn't just a squirrel? All right, so you didn't do the table saw. Did you let Michael do the table saw? No, you know, they had other kids there. And for now, you know, for liability purposes, they want, you know, just the adults. But the lady talked to me. She goes, your son could probably use this miter saw, but there's other kids who will be like, I want to use it, and they won't be able to. Oh, it's a lady who's running. The there's a, a man. Of course. A, a couple. It's a oh, couple. Interesting. They're named Arthur and Myra. How old are they? Probably 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Does he, so have, what else does he have a chin strap beard? <laughs> I imagine this man having a chin strap beard and like a straw boater hat. No, sort of scru- scruffy looking hair, flannel shirt. I imagine the couple, of, you remember yeah. the, the SNL skit where, where yes. Will Ferrell and I think it was Hot Anna Gasteyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's why I imagine. It's actually pretty close yeah. to that. Okay. Was so, that Anna Gasteyer? Yeah, it yeah. is. It yeah. is. Yeah. Did, you, did, did you learn to hammer a nail? No. We're, <laughs> <laughs> there are two options here. One was machine, the other was uh, you know using the handsaw. And Arthur was saying he prefers. He's always done most of the stuff he does with hand tools. Um, but I just got ahead of the line of everybody. I'm like, sorry, I got first dibs on the miter saw or the joiner. So the other kids or other people had to use the actual saw to get their measurements. Just I had Michael, you know, take the take the tape measure, pencil. Always give yourself an extra half an inch. Bring it down, and then I think next uh, class uh, we'll switch it up, and I'll try the. Uh, the hand tools. We were talking about uh, chisels, and I actually have a chisel at home, believe it or not. And um, the Arthur was great because he's talking about be very careful with the chisels. He's like, now kids, look at my hand between the thumb and index finger. You see how nice and webbed it is? Now look at my other hand. And then it was like disaster, talking about how the chisel went right through and cut that web chisels of skin. Chisels are tough. Yes. Router? Um, Use mm-hmm. a Router? Because that's the other the oh other scary God. routers are terrifying. I didn't. Well, I tell you what else we had. Home improvement. You know what else they power. got? They got a lathe. Would have talked about lathes. Lathes. Posters. Yeah. Yeah. Michael wants weekend. to wear the full guard mask, but apparently there was a guy who was an ex ball player who was making baseball bats in that particular facility. Then he moved out of the way. I don't know who it this was. This is fantastic. So, it what is, was your favorite favorite tool that you used? Um, the uh, the miter saw, I did that several times. It's, 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 you know, it, it felt safe, but you got to have your, you know, your hand. Do you have a laser, you have a laser you, sight on no, it? No, no, no. Just bring it down. Um, and, and so but, you got to be careful with the laser sights because the laser sights actually don't point right on the line. They point to one side line because they're affixed to one side of the blade. My miter saw achieves this by having a high intensity halogen beam behind the saw blade itself. So what it projects is, in fact, the shadow of the blade which means it's exactly where the saw is going to cut. It's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. I don't think they have that. Hey, Sonny, how are you? <laughs> they don't have that. It's this is how I phone. felt during the steak talk. Yeah. Uh, they, they, <laughs> they, they, they don't have that at Arl- in the Arlington Community Center. Most of the stuff is old and used equipment. Um, but it, it did remind me because, you know, 
both my father and father-in-law, when, they're, when they weren't working as doctors, they were doing woodwork. You know, my dad had the t- has a table saw in the garage. I didn't do any of this stuff. And of course, when you were in high school- Because you're f- not a real man. <laughs> in high school, that's understood. Um, it w- in high school, they, you know, you, if you took those, those are trade, that's, that's for trade school. That's what we called, in Jersey, we call that Votech. Votech, right. right? And you didn't want to be. No, no, no. Like, I, oh, I don't want to. I have to oh, fill that God. slot with another AP, AP class. B- it's absolutely I have to get my I'm weighted taking, GPA course I up. AP I have to get into Georgetown. I, oh. <laughs> Instead I have to of be a doctor. I, oh, sorry. Oh. We're on a roll here. Instead well, of just taking wood chops. No, or learn, about, or learn about a car. You would have been happier taking wood shop. That's exactly would have been no. much happier taking auto cl- auto yeah, shop. That would have been. That's exactly right because you know would have saved myself hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Because when it goes down, after that EMP, <laughs> and and the Nork missile, I can help. How I'm am I going to help? Yeah. How am I going to help? Well, you'll edit the the signs that you say keep out do? no trespassing on this land. You know what I can do? I'll make uh, at Captain Bill Dwyer's compound out in Winchester. I'll make the sandwiches. Speaking of sandwiches, hey. That's an A-plus transition. Thank you. It's a good thing I had enough voice for this. Um, we were talking about sandwiches just the other day, I think Sonny and I, and I'll tell you what I've also been seeing. Uh, a lot of commercials, there's two commercials we see a lot of these days for sports. One is for Arby's, and the other one is for the Subway Autumn Carved Turkey. They use that song, uh, Papa Oom Mau Mau. And my thought whenever I How see- How does that go? Papa Oom Mau Mau. I can do it with my voice. Now. I can't. I can't. I don't. I can't <laughs> Papa hear it. Oom Mau Mau. Papa Oom Mau Mau. Thank That's, you. I'd have never seen that <laughs> I, You haven't? Um, I've never heard that song. I but every time I say, I'll do it do again. Do people still watch ads on TV? Yes, I don't me. Because of sports, I guess? Yes. Um, but, but whenever I see a Subway commercial, I'm, I look at that. There's no way that the sandwich looks like that. No, because it never does. It never does. Subway's disgusting. It is. Do you ever go to Subway, Sonny? Subway is the trash of sandwich shops. I mean, honestly. like I don't it, think we have one near us, do we? We they're everywhere. They're like yeah. cockroaches. In Roslyn, I don't Roslyn, think we do. Don't actually, so. I don't. I I'm trying to think of there. W- there was a Quiznos that I think closed. Yeah, a lot of Quiznos are closed. Uh, Most of them are closed now. Because Quiznos also kind of sucks. Honestly, yeah. like well, have, well, that was a novelty sort of, wasn't it? Yeah. We're running it through the oven, right? And other places do it better, like Potbelly, for instance. But Potbelly is also having Pot trouble. Potbelly right? is That's losing stores. I am. I I am totally fascinated by the chain sandwich business the it's only one that seems to be battle. really doing well is jimmy john's and i yes. kind of hate jimmy john's why I do you hate jimmy john's well i i hate jimmy john's for purely personal reasons they when i when i lived in charlottesville they put a jimmy john's next to a venerable like old charlottesville restaurant called mm-hmm. little john's and i thought jimmy john's was like a one-off like knockoff of little john's i thought they like put it there to confuse people and maybe they did maybe mm-hmm. that's why they picked that location but it, but little john's is a million times better they, they have like real sandwiches big you know, meaty deli sandwiches. I like but again. They grill and it, it, I like the neatness of Jimmy John's, but it's too small. It's too small, and sometimes it's not enough meat. I'm in the mood for quantity, not quality. Uh, days that end in Y, I guess I could yeah. say. But no, I mean, is that some, when you go with days, Subway? The foot long. I do. I'll get a foot long spicy Italian and try to see how close can I make this look resemble a Jersey sub. And uh, I mentioned this to uh, Bonnie Benwick. Over at the post, and she said, the food editor at the post, and she said, that is the saddest thing that she'd ever heard. It is. Um, pretty sad. Or I'll do the meatball sub and it melt the provolone. But other, I mean, the, the, a lot of those sandwiches, a lot of the meats are turkey based, as you know. No, I like the, the I subway. they're all turkey yeah, based. The subway they? meats for the, are all. For the, um, the subway people are very sensitive about They are. The, yeah. uh, they're, they're turkey based for one of those cold cut sandwiches. Yeah, they're all disgusting. Yeah. They're all, they're, it's it really all is, fake it's meat. Depressing. That, it's like, depressing. I, ugh. well. JVL. 
I don't eat sandwiches. I know. You never did. I don't this like always amazed me. 20 years ago, I met him like, how about a ham sandwich? Vic told me about this. Vic told me about this in the office, and so I you like, never, almost didn't believe it. Yes, he did Because it's so weird. You never grew up like having a ham sandwich, ham and cheese. No. Disgusting. Uh, don't understand why. Texture. It's, you know, Vic, uh, I don't know if you picked this up in our long relationship, but I am particular- about a lot of things. Yes, no. It's one of those things I learned was about. No, and uh, so, I just I just put it under the category of weird. Cold. My I have some eccentricities, and cold, cold animal flesh like sushi, or cold cuts, or any sushi. It, pass. Wow. I don't. I don't eat it. But I don't it's like fish. it. You like fish, but don't you but it's fish? cold. It's a living thing that is now dead and cold, and mm. I don't like it. Mm. Uh, I don't do that. If you really have, like, so I, I, I like chicken like, parm sandwich. I'll eat a chicken parm sandwich. So it has it's to basically be hot. like chicken has to be hot. What, when you grew but up? But even once it's hot, like, it's very. When you grew like up in very, school, what were you, brown bagging? Oh, I was eating PBJs. What's well, kind of cool? Oh, but it's That's not it. organic per se. It's not I like ate a meat. PBJ, right. So right. This is what I'm saying. PBJs. So I would do grilled cheese. Grilled cheese is fine. If you want to throw well, some bacon warm. and avocado on grilled cheese, I would do that, I guess. I would do chicken parm sandwich. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Would you have to cook the bacon fresh? Or could you like pull it out of the fridge and put it on the, the, the grilled cheese? Well, it has to be hot because it's but it, getting yeah. grilled. But when you're a kid, so it's going to heat have, up. Because but when right. you're a kid, you can't always have a hot sandwich in school. So you did PB and J. Right. Every every day for twelve years. <laughs> Is this serious? You ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day for twelve years. Yeah. And you see, he turned out perfectly normal, Sonny. What? What's the big deal? <laughs> did you? Uh, question: What did you have to accompany the PB and J? Did you have like Doritos? Did you have like the mini bags of Lay's or what's I the? I think just my mother's scorn. <laughs> okay. Uh, he would eat the PB Js before his shock treatment therapy. I no, I don't. I don't really remember. I mean, I would. I would not bring a ton of food. We never bought. Never bought lunches. You never bought lunch. Never bought oh, lunches. I loved buying lunch. Uh, wasn't allowed because I wasn't a doctor's kid. Hot lunch uh, is not expensive. <laughs> it was like a buck. Growing up in a broken home the way oh. I did. Uh, and The only day I would buy lunch uh, in school was um, taco taco salad days because they had like the taco bowl, you know, and you, they would fill I, it up. I, oh, I love I loved the hot lunch because there was always food that was never served in my home. So I know, went- like American food. So this, is, this is a story I've never told before. Oh. So uh, the high school I went to before we moved to Morristown uh, had a- <laughs> this amazing policy where everybody was allowed off campus for lunch. So it was like, you know, lunchtime, you could go to the cafeteria oh, or go, go out. Or something. Like, like whatever. Just, McDonald's yeah. or something. Some kids, just yeah, whatever, some wherever you could walk that. to. That's weird. Like, you yeah, know, like, and this was like a little downtown place. And there was a little diner that my crew of friends would go to a couple times a week. And I never had any money growing up. And, uh, and so, like, I might scrounge together like a dollar thirty-five or something, which would enable me to get a, a, just a side of French fries. And so, I would sit while my friends bought lunch, and I would have my peanut butter and jelly and order a side of French fries, and I would just like put sugar on it to just get some extra calories. It was awesome. My childhood was a cavalcade of wonders. Oh my so, God. <laughs> I went when I went in Catholic school. They always had special programs for you know. Well, you know, it's hard to tell what was economics and what was just spite. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you could, you know, there were programs for so kids can have a meal. Yes, it's called adoption. That's what, that's that's the program my my brother and sister and I. Hey, what's that? Of. What's that cup over there? Oh, so this yes. is I. I Bro, did, let's move on to something happier. I, I did. A, Hold on, I'm going to go uh, polish my gun that I'm going to put in my mouth. 
you're and like, pull I'm, the trigger. You're like, you're, uh, you're like the girl in, in, the, in the movie, The Girl Next Door, and they have the prom video, and then the one prostitute says, oh, yeah, prom night's a big night. You can lose your virginity that night. That's when I did. How about you? And the girl, the other girl goes, uh, I, I was 11. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to walk into this. Jesus. <laughs> you remember that? It's a great movie. This is our darkest episode, movie. isn't it? It's very dark. Okay. Is that Mike Goldfarb's <laughs> favorite movie of all yes, time? That yes, is because, Bully. Because Elisha Cuthbert is Elijah in yes, Cuthbert playing, playing a porn star. Playing a Ready? porn star who wants to make good. <laughs> this yes. Like, this is like a movie designed for Mike Goldfarb. It really is like his. Yes. And not only that, if you could find it in the Weekly Standard Archives, one of the funniest movie reviews we've ever run. You were probably his editor. Uh. Did Mike review it? Yes. On the web? On the web. It yeah. is the funniest. Show notes. It, Show notes. There's a line in that. I don't remember it anymore, but there was a line that always brought me to tears. Mike Goldfarb is an underrated writer, uh, writer and it like he is. it's it's he too is. bad he- That is know, 100% true. It's too yeah. bad that he like you know makes too much money now to like <laughs> be able to sit down and spend two hours writing something. So JV. I took one for the team last night. I have never in my life been to an Arby's. And That's I not taking one for the team. We were That's not taking one for the team. That's being this. gifted an opportunity so by your circumstances. Last night, after I wrapped up my 16-hour day at the office, I hopped in the car and drove out to the wilds of Virginia, and I went to the Arby's. The one off of uh, Little River Turnpike, Duke Street? <laughs> Sorry. That's that's inside the beltway. Oh, sorry. Come on. You said you went to Alexandria? To the wilds of Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Yes. Not the I'll wilds do. of Alexandria. I he said Alexandria. He, he hears the wilds of Virginia. And he thinks Alexandria. Alexandria. That's where the animals live. God. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so I, I went, live in Alexandria. I went to Arby's, which is where they have, I have been informed, the meats. And I went inside and I purchased the pepperoni chicken parm sandwich. With the curly fries, not after I did some research online, they say they proudly proclaim that they serve at any given time. They have at least eight different kinds of meat being served at Arby's. So I went there and I consumed some murder meat for the show. And it was an interesting experience. Question. Yes. Without getting too graphic, how did your stomach react to it? Uh no, no change, no difference. Okay, Good. because sometimes when people don't eat meat for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, you reintroduce the meat, sets off some some tummy issues. tummy troubles, issues, some like, rumbles. You know, mm, I was okay. Like your bowels right. might collapse. Um, <laughs> I was okay. All right. So here's so my, uh, my first question is why did you go with the chicken parm instead of the roast beef, which is of course what this RB is what is they're known for. Known for. RB roast because beef. roast beef is disgusting. Hmm. It's like going to a Japanese sushi place and saying I'll have the burger. I, that's yeah. the only, I've never eaten this anything. Is the, this sandwich is the sandwich they have been pushing on I television don't, I don't for that. weeks. And I also, have, I like chicken parm. I have so. only eaten the roast beef at Arby's. Yeah. I'm not going to eat yeah, any Yeah, roast beef is disgusting. Roast beef is so delicious. Roast beef is the best of it the is, lunch yes, meats. Yes, it is. Roast it beef, I mean, look, if we're, ranking, if we're ranking lunch meats, number this. one is roast beef. Mm. Number two is uh, honey smoked ham. Number three is turkey. And number four is everything else. You know, for me, number one is Genoa salami. No. I love that. God, that's a, such a, an Italian I can thing eat, to say. Well, I am from Jersey. I can eat a... That's the same thing. You're if from Jersey. Case, if salami? Kate Upton came to me With and said, salami. why don't we go oh. and have lunch together right now and we can each get a roast beef sandwich, I would say, you know what? No, thanks. I'm good. I, I just... I don't... No, I wouldn't touch it. It's disgusting. Is this... No, but wait. Is, is Next you can say, well, I'll have a French dip. All of these sandwiches... I've had disgusting. the French dip and it's delicious. French I dip is so good. A little salty side. Ugh. Like, you had a croque <laughs> monsieur the other day. 
uh, I did. That's a ham sandwich. And I was, I was not. And you wanted them very to remove happy. I wanted them the to take sauce out the ham mornay. You wanted to please remove the sauce mornay. I really just wanted a uh, grilled cheese on a croissant, but they wouldn't do that. Uh, so anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, continue with your. So, but here, here's the, the, my real. Th- I think this would actually interest both of you. This Arby's, at least from the exterior, looks reasonably new. But on the interior looks about 30 years old. Yeah, that's So they've re- right. <laughs> resurfaced it. But what interested me is that the production scheme was easily 30 years old. Yes. So gonna, the way in which orders are collected, orders are processed, was the same way, essentially, as when I worked fast food at McDonald's. Question. All of the modern logistics that have been brought into the fast food process at McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A, everywhere else, at, at least at this Arby's, 100% absent, which surprised me because they seem like a super-duper hipster place now that they've gone with Nihilist Arby's followed by We Have the Meats, well, so, which are two so, virally awesome slogans. So Nihilist Arby's is run by like a punk rock guy somewhere. So do we it's really like believe not, that or do we believe that this is a super-duper triple-flip oh, viral marketing campaign brilliant. being funneled uh, through uh, like shell Twitter corporation it's, people it's characters? possible. I, I, I'll come back to Nihilist it's Arby's in a minute. Eat but, Arby's. But the, here's my question. Uh, when you say that the, the production scheme was very old, did they just have a bin of sandwiches? Or were they making everything to order? Well, there were four people working there and only three human beings in the restaurant. So it seemed as though they were making them to order. Okay. But I could not, from my vantage point, see the drive through line. So I don't know what the drive-through production was going. Because I would assume, so like, the and biggest, I ate in restaurant because I wanted the full Arby's experience. The biggest change in the the fast food dining experience was, I would say, going from having all of the food in a bin where they just grab it, they grab like the cheeseburger or the Big Mac or the Arby's roast beef sandwich or whatever, and they throw it in a bag and they give it to you. Whereas now everything is made basically to order. You order it, and they 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 did not have enough volume to do. <laughs> Mass prefab mm-hmm. production. Okay, I would say, but I would guess that they probably would never do that because, again, this is I think the so when you say that the 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 scale feels old, how how exactly do you mean? I'm very curious about this because the economics of the fast food industry are totally fascinating to me. So it looked to me, and somebody who knows the business of Arby's and knows fast food economics can talk to us and tweet at us afterwards. Uh, it looked to me like they were taking the order. At the register, the order was... It's thrown up on a screen in the back. I don't know that it was thrown up on a screen at the back. Mm. I mean, they didn't have the microphone there the way they used to. Well, but how I, else would they, the guy turned how would they around, get it back there? Because the guy turned around and said to the guy back in the kitchen, hey, we need a chicken parm pepperoni sandwich. Mm. And then they went and dropped a basket of fries. I mean, it, it, oh, At least you got some fresh fries. Of The fries were delicious. Question. Curly. Are the curly, the, are the, are the curly Arby fries not the best fries you've ever had? From a fast food From a fast food restaurant. No. I would say the, the when they are good, the Chick-fil-A waffle cut fries are the best. They aren't always good. So, But I would say 20% of the time, the Chick-fil-A waffle fries are the mm. best. They lack consistency. Although I would say all fries now lack consistency i don't know no, what the I, difference is i don't understand i think this is i think th- i think this but, is mostly a function of uh 
uh, cleanliness of the oil. No, there's so there are a lot of different moving yeah, parts. Yes. No, no, no. There, yeah. there are a lot of earlier different, in the day is yeah, better. There are a lot of different moving parts with fries. You have a bunch of different people who are like operating the fry station, and the fries sit out for longer. They the fries will sit out for a variable period from zero to ten or twenty minutes, uh, and the the grease just gets old. The oil gets old yep. and gross and like the longer you go without changing it the worse the the food tastes yeah. so it's like there I, I would say the the reason for this is is very obvious there are just a bunch of different things going on i would say i will say that arby's curly fries are my favorite fries i like if you i went so far as to actually buy a bag i saw them in the in the freezer section of my local grocery store frozen bag of Arby curly fries and I <laughs> bought them, them in the oven? I bought them and I made them in the oven and they were great. Really? They were sprinkle uh, some seasoning fries? on it. No, they were great. It's That's hard to, it's, uh, I mean like it it I, I mean you got a couple like ones that were still kind of but like if you just if you just flip them yep fine yep that's right well i so i the my arby's experience i did it for you guys and i thought it was i think the only arby's okay exper- no because I, you didn't get the roast beef that's the whole point okay i would never see well then, yeah, but i mean see yeah that's not really a sandwich you got a chicken parm i mean it's not really a arby's it's experience their seasonal big this yeah. is the look if These the roast beef was really you. good then it's they would be spending money during the major league baseball playoffs <laughs> to advertise the roast beef what's, but what, they're not what's the ridiculous milkshake that they have that like pseudo vanilla oh, the jamoke shake Jamo- they i've had that they're right now advertising in store a cookie butter milkshake cookie not butter not batter cookie batter not cookie batter which makes sense to me but a cookie butter milkshake. Yeah, so basically butter. That would have caused problems. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. I, if I look at the, you know, the, the menu screen, I see cookie. I like cookie butter. I like butter. I guess I'll order it. I like shakes. I like shakes. Put it all in. <laughs> as long as I'm within, you know, twenty feet radius of a bathroom, I'm so good. Here's my question about Arby's. Who is the target? audience for Arby's is it has it become the hipster retro oh, thing no I don't is think so is it still real America no no I, Trump I, voter type I, I, I'm I think gonna it's, say it's the real la- America I'm gonna say the latter I mean where I live and you know in Sunny and also in the district uh, I think the nearest Arby's is that one in old one a little river turn a little river yeah. with the old 10 yep. gallon hat yep, sign yep, yep. and that's it yeah. whereas in the district and Virginia no. you've got three or four no, no, shake no, no, shacks no. you got all sorts yeah. of different places I would say I would say uh, the so the the nihilist Arby's account that you mentioned that I don't really think is operation 3000 anymore 3342 locations yeah mm. that's not very many no. no anyway uh the the nihilist Arby's account uh I I think has kind of soured the hipster generation on uh, the idea of Arby's that it is a figure of fun and it's like something that the poors eat because they have no hope in their life. But we have the meats. But is I, a like, super duper jujitsu double flip. I'm just telling you. That, I'm just right? telling you. It's. I, I think that this is this is the case, and I think it's sad because Arby's is one of. I like if I was ranking fast food restaurants and I haven't done this and I don't want to do it off the top of my head because such a thing should not be done casually no no, uh, no it's easy I, I, would, I would put it Subway's I would put the it, best because they have the most I locations. would put it in the top this is Half. the bunch theorem now it's, it's, don't don't try and bring that up and throw that in my face what? like you think it's a trump card it's not if Subway not wasn't the best they wouldn't have works. the most locations uh, well uh, you know we'll deal with that on a on a on a different oh. episode. Uh, but mm. the, the 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 problem with with Arby's is that it has a connotation I think 
in the kind of like upper middle class, young creative class, Richard Florida set, like this is where trash people eat. And it's too bad because they, I do think that they, they make, they make not only delicious foods, but different foods. Like I can get a burger anywhere. Can't get a roast beef sandwich everywhere. Can't get curly fries everywhere. They're upscale in terms of price. My meal at Arby's came to like $8.62 or something like that, which is more than I would pay for a comparable, you know, sandwich plus drink plus fries meal at McDonald's. I don't I, think that's much more than, that's not much more than the fried chicken sandwich at McDonald's. A little more, than, little yeah, more for, than Chick-fil-A. Fried chicken is expensive. I more than Chick-fil-A. I would have gotten. More expensive. Chick-fil-A is great though. Chick-fil-A is yes. great. I would have gotten the large roast beef or at one time I think I had something called the Big Montana. And it's just pure roast beef. If you ever, you ever see them shave it, that gray slab, that bridey gray slab. I don't want. The, I don't want. Any, I don't want anything. No, there. I'm all, not scared. There's always been all these rumors. Yeah, about I've that, seen that, like, it. Serious that, question. Like Arby's roast beef is like just gelatinous, yes. like liquid that hardens. I love it. I don't want it. So I don't delicious. care about that. And you know what? You know, I like it's mouth watering. You know what? I'm. I. I. I want plausible deniability on my Can uh, fast food when it comes chain out. So could, if if Arby's turns, as I assume they want to be turning more young and upscale, again, just based on the advertising during the baseball playoffs, the new slogan, we have the meats, the, it seems like they're making a real push to change. Mm-hmm. So if they succeed in becoming young and hipster, would that drive out like normal real well, estate gentrification? Like, because the original like, Arby's ugh. customers, yeah. all of a sudden like, oh, the millennials are showing up. I don't know about customer-wise, but certainly if they change the menu and they start offering things that are too hipsterish. I, they, had, they were offering a cinnamon apple crisp for dessert, oh which I thought gosh. to myself, oh, that's interesting. Did you get it? I may have tried it. <laughs> It was disgusting. How was it? It was, uh, it was bad. It was, it was not again, very I'm good. I'm not there for that. Dessert strictly for the roast beef. Any any non I didn't ice cream. It. Any non ice cream dessert at a, a fast food restaurant is going to be bad mm-hmm. because yeah. desserts take a long time to make and they sit there for a not long time. Not true. Chick fil A chocolate chip cookies are very good. Okay. Oh well. All right. Cookies. And they're the That's only a good point. Cookies. They're the only, and I gotta say, but you buy a cookie at any other fast food restaurant and you are taking your life in your hands. Subway cookies mm. actually not bad. I know white I've chocolate had them. and macadamia. I've nut. had it. Mm, it's good stuff. Charge. That's the good disgusting. stuff. I think everybody knows that. You know, next week we'll talk some more about that's white right. chocolate. Uh, no, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, that's right. That's right. But you know what? The, the, those cookies are pretty good. Everybody seems to know that by now. You know what else? Everyone knows by now that the Dollar Shave Club ships amazing razors for a few bucks. I've been a member for a while, with or without my voice, and I love my shave. What you might not know, I didn't, is that Dollar Shave Club also has products for pretty much everything else I need in the bathroom. Body wash, shampoo, hair gel, lip balm, everything. As soon as I heard Dollar Shave Club had stuff other than razors, I was sold. At the store, there are too many options, and you can't tell the difference between any of them. Then, if you have any questions, the clerk usually doesn't know the difference either, or can't really help you since they are not experts on the products. DSC makes it easy and convenient for you to upgrade your shave in your bathroom. Now, you don't have to step foot in a store to get high-quality shave and grooming products. We'll deliver them right to your door. Just like the razors, everything is super high-quality and left me looking and feeling amazing. From premium ingredients to sophisticated scents, DSC is changing the game. If you're like me and sick of the nonsense at the store, now's the time to try out Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, DSC is basically giving away their starter set to new members. For only $5... The starter set features their executive razor and three trial-sized versions of the most popular products that help you stay fresh and clean. 
In your first box, you will receive their shave butter, body wash, and one wipe Charlie's. <coughs> uh, you will also receive their executive razor, which includes the premium weighty handle and full cassette of cartridges. After the first box, replacement cartridges are sent for only a few bucks a month. This offer is exclusively available at dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. Dollar Shave Club's high-quality products will have you covered from cheek to cheek. There's no better time to try the club. There you go. I'm going to rest my voice now. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> I don't have much left. Poor guy. You really, really taking that. You want to talk about you taking one Jordan, for the team? Michael Jordan you know? team. So I'm here's my handoff to you. And then going to Arby's go, is a yes. real treat compared to this. Oh my god! This I wish stuff. I was at Arby's. That cured my voice. Are we going to do the box office? News? Yes, we got to go right through it. Over the weekend, happy. Do you, do you want me to read that? I can. Uh, I can I'll, read that. I'll, I'll hand it off okay. to you very soon. Uh, over the weekend, happy death day. Did twenty six and a half million. What is happy, happy, happy death day? Happy what death is day. that? That's today for for Vic. That's that's happy death day. Sonny. JV will tell you, you don't know the half of it. Anyway, $26.5 million. What is that? It is a movie where it's a Bloomhouse production. It's a it's a horror movie in which a, a sorority girl dies uh, over and over. It's basically Groundhog Day, but uh, a horror movie. She dies over and over again on the same day, and she has to find out who the killer is to break oh. the, the, the streak of deaths. Is anybody famous in that or no? No, because, no, no. again, it's a Bloomhouse movie. Oh, right, okay. In second place was Blade Runner 2049 with $15 million. Down so, 55% or something. I think they've probably covered their budget by now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And then in, in third place was The Foreigner with $12.8 million. Yes. This is where I hand it off to you. Sonny, you saw yes. it. What did you think? Goodbye, I, everybody. I did, I did see The Foreigner. Uh, I am... Uh, it's it's a strange movie insofar as it is a very different film from the one that is being advertised. If you if you see ads for this movie on TV, what you are seeing is basically Jackie Chan's Taken, or like John Wick, but to kill his daughter instead of a dog. You're seeing like a straightforward revenge movie with action elements that uh, you know kind of plays on that Jackie Chan idea of like little Asian guy doing lots of stunts on his own and, you know, throwing guys out windows and stuff and throwing himself out windows. You know, it's, it's so like that is, that is the image that is being sold to people and it's wrong. That is not what this movie is. This movie is very much a IRA thriller. It is a movie about um, a uh, politician who has ties to the IRA. He's played by Pierce Brosnan who wants to uh, reestablish power over the, uh, the the people in his orbit and wants to make himself useful to the British government. It's basically about a politician who wants to make himself useful again and make himself important and powerful. And uh, all of the kind of machinations he goes through to make that happen. And all of the Jackie Stan, uh, Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan daughter revenge stuff is um, totally ancillary to the actual plot of the film. It's it is almost like seasoning that they put on top of it to like make you not bored when the IRA stuff is happening. Now, I uh, I I wouldn't say it's a bad movie exactly, but it is definitely not one that you need to rush out and see. It's not something you got to go see in the theaters, wait for it to come to Amazon Prime or whatever. Um and and check it out. Uh, if you really like Jackie Chan, I'm also not sure that this is the movie for you because this is a very different Jackie Chan movie. He's playing a kind of a dour, downbeat, as you would be if all of your daughters had been killed throughout the years. Like he plays a, a. Um, so he's not funny. 
It's not funny, Jackie Chan. It's sad, Jackie Chan. It's not Chan. Buster Keaton. No. It's not. No, it's no, not, no. It's not I, cannonball and a, run, and this cannonball is, and so run like, Jackie Chan. And so, and so Jackie Chan has always been like really, really good at physical comedy, at, at kind of this, this idea of the absurdity of the situations that he is in. And the situations he finds himself in are absurd, but they're not really um, funny. It's 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 a very it's kind of a weird dark sub Tom Clancy uh, spy thriller type film and I don't think it quite works. I don't think it quite works because no whimsical fight sequences like in Shanghai Noon. There are fight sequences like the one in uh, like both. There are fight sequences like that, but they are not whimsical, which is very it's very weird. It's like he is again. It's like he is taking what has made him famous and like doing a darker take on it it's like the grim dark jackie chan and i don't know that that works it didn't work for me i don't know if it works for other people the dcu jackie chan he's basically the Zack snyder jackie <laughs> the Zack chan. Snyder. wait a minute but it doesn't work for me i don't know what to tell you i don't i mean the problem the problem with uh this is that jackie chan is not fundamentally a grim dark character whereas batman is the fundamental best version of batman is the frank miller batman which is why the Zack snyder batman works Jackie Chan is it's fundamentally a comedian. Deep. Yes, he's Actually, he's he's he's, he's, I, I as you say, he's a like comedian a Buster Keaton who type. Does, a, yeah. who does uh, martial JBL, arts and action. And you like Shanghai Noon. Like? Oh, I love the crap out of that movie. That's one with Owen Wilson, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. What's the great line when he's uh, Which Owen one? Wilson is talking about his you you're, something about your eyes. What does he say? <laughs> that movie is full of great lines yeah. and real comedy and it is I think the best of the Jackie Chan American movies in terms of showcasing exactly yes. the Buster Keaton-ness yes, yes, yes. of his thing. And it was an The first unlikely... Rush Hour kind of gets at that, but it doesn't do it very well. So there is a movie. Why was there never a Rush Hour for? There has to be a... Well, Chris Tucker retired, didn't he? Didn't oh. Chris Tucker retire and like go into the whole like churchy, preachy thing? Uh, I don't know, but that made... Rush Hour 3 made so much yeah. money. Yes, you would think. That this is... I mean, if Hollywood does anything, it's finding franchises that there are still pennies left to yeah. run out of. And that was still in the upswing. Yes. And, and so yes, Chris Tucker, I, I, once again, I'm pretty sure Chris Tucker retired. And the last movie I remember him in was Silver Linings Playbook. Hmm. Yes. Is that right? He yeah, plays like he was the, great. He plays, yeah, he, was he plays like, like the, a patient, fellow the patient, patient in the mental ward. And he's fantastic in that role. Have you seen that? No. Oh, you should. You should. It's a very good it's Philadelphia movie. It's oh, a yeah. Philadelphia yeah. movie. You would like it. You would like it. I started it. I watched like five minutes on the treadmill and- yeah. Well, I mean, that's true. It doesn't have. It's that, not a treadmill movie. It, it's not a treadmill movie. It doesn't have no, it the really expansive is not a, scope. It is not a treadmill of a movie. Treadmill it's too talky. Movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd say one of the things. I, do you have this? Do you have a list in your mind of gifts that you wish that somebody had made so that you could use them? Because one of my the gifts. Yes, that it's I'm the whole dying, movie of Heat. <laughs> I want. I want every scene. Is, I want a gif of every scene of Heat, so I, I can just like pull it up in my. I head want a and, gif you know. of Chris Tucker from Rush Hour Two saying, "Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?" Because that there's is a one hundred funny, funny bit. There's a one hundred percent chance that exists already. Do I you know how the Google it. machine works? No. What you do is you go to a you go to a kiosk and you kiosk. you shout out it. You shout, "Hey, Google, I want I want a gif." Of Chris and Tucker, Sergi just sits there and hold on, hold. And Larry's going, "I've got this one. I've yeah. got this one." Yeah, you you you, you pay by Sounds the minute. Really good. You pay by the minute. I'm in. Uh, 
uh, it just it actually literally just occurred to me. I wrote this review last week and have not been uh, thinking about it since. But it, it occurs to me that the perfect a better actor for this movie would have been Jet Li. Oh yeah, sure. Basically, if you put Jet Li in this movie, I believe it a hundred times more than Jackie Chan. By it just way, doesn't make I sense. I love me some Jet Li. Jet Li is great. I mean, and he's old now. He's like he, seventy. And he's he's he was he's old, old when he came to he was, America. Yeah, he's old. He was old before he made it. In Do you America. remember he's a, he's watching Lethal Weapon? Is he is he a shell for the? Oh, he's a Jackie Chan too, though. I know it's true. Well, they have to be. What do you? I'm sorry. This is the the life they. You know, Bruce Lee wasn't. Do you remember these guys would not they would not have careers if they weren't towing the party line. Do you line. remember watching Lethal Weapon 4 in the theater? I do. Gently, I think that might have been the first time a lot of people saw him. Uh 100% it was for American audiences and the people scene? went cra- people went apart crazy. The, you and I were sitting there and when he takes apart the gun in the stairwell People went, went wild. Crazy. People went wild. I've never seen anything like it. It was kind of an urban crowd. People went wild. Sorry. Here's, wait, was, wait, no, no, wait, wait, no. This is this is okay. Bleep that. I want, I want, I want, no. Do you know I, what I mean? It no, was, but no, no, no. I don't think. Please start explaining. It was all, well, there were... So the crowd with which I saw the foreigner was also a very urban okay. crowd, and they were also like super. In, they found it all very, very funny. Like right. the mm-hmm. like, it's a movie oh. about this guy with dead daughters and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. But IRA bombings, mm-hmm. and everyone was just laughing mm-hmm. and laughing. I was like, this doesn't feel like a comedy, guys. I don't. Anyway, did you have? Oh, I was going to say the best and most successful Jet, uh, Jackie Chan movie he ever did. You know what it is, don't you? It was the Tuxedo with Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, she is was, the best. It's when she became a. That's what really put her. That's over when the top. she that put her over the top. Yes, you paid to see that in the theaters, didn't you? <laughs> that was no. during your your your, your J Love fixation. When was you, was when you Still could not her. get enough. I was so bothered when she ended up going out and with the, her co-star from the Ghost Whisperer. Who was that? The the the, the redhead fellow who absolutely brings nothing to the table. And I was like, oh. And he's got a very small. Head. What she needs is, there, she is, is somebody a with a very large. She's head. a giant-headed man. So wait, clearly. so wait, what? What? So we were going to talk about aging action stars, and yes. we are running. And we are running right out of. We're going to hit the fence. But what? What movie did you see that you wanted to talk about? So I went and saw. Escape Plan, which is an underappreciated totally underappreciated movie, yeah. which I believe is the first ever pairing of Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger as oh as co-stars. Yes, I think they were in one of the Expendables movies before that. Were they? I I don't know the answer to that. And there were also there was there was also a very funny joke in the Last Action Hero. Do you remember when they go into the the video store? Yes, they go into the video it's... store, and Arnold Schwarzenegger's character shows the kid who was like, "No, this this is all a movie. It's you know, let's go look at Terminator Two and see who's in that." And it's a f- picture of Arnold of Schwar- uh, Schwarzenegger. Schwarz- 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 That's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it, this is an underappreciated movie. It is directed by a German director who this is like his only foray into American film. <laughs> Uh, so not Wolfgang Peterson. <laughs> everything else is like German art house fair. It it stars the two of these guys. It gives them everything you could possibly want together, including Sylvester Stallone suplexing Arnold. So- like like That's great. Kurt Angle style suplexing. Uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is classed up with quality actors like Vincent D'Onofrio, who is in full Vincent D'Onofrio mode. Does he have a beard in this? I can't remember. No, no. no. Is he? Is he? He's big yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. bald. Uh, Jim Caviezel. Yes. Uh, uh, and the other. Oh God, I'm now 
it's now jumping my uh, brain. From Jurassic Park, help me, Victorino. Um, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Really? He plays. Is oh. he like the? Oh yeah. And Vinnie Jones. Vinnie wow. Jones. Okay. And so you have all the things Great you could possibly, all the elements you could want in this: the oddball character actor, the classed-up thespians, the super-duper action stars. It is a very tightly constructed movie in terms because it is it is a prison movie well and a heist movie. It's well, well plotted. plotted. Yep. This is the type of movie I, I, the twelve-year-old version of me, had I been allowed to see this movie, would have thought it was fantastic. Really In 1987, this movie would have oh, made two hundred million dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, this like, is, yeah, right and those movies don't the, do that sort of business. Kill a sunrise and tango and cash. And no, this movie. Like I mean, this movie or made like this movie made like twenty million. Right, or which I mean, which does bombed, not make it died. But so this genre is dead. The action star genre is dead, with very limited exceptions. So a movie like Taken, which catches fire. Mm-hmm. Catches fire for real. You can't just say, hey, put a big movie star in an action movie and trust Concepts. that you'll make Concepts million. catch fire now more believe, than action stars. I believe that's yeah. right. And I I got to say, seeing Stallone and Schwarzenegger on screen together, having always thought that they were basically interchangeable, mm. I got to say that Schwarzenegger cannot carry Stallone's jock. Nope. You know, Stallone that's interesting you is, say that. Uh, better actor, yep. more screen charisma, yep. better everything on screen. Yep. And it, it it was shocking to me the difference in weight between their two presences yes. on screen. Mm-hmm. I it, it had never occurred to me that this was true. Very well, I think, much so. I think Stallone is very much a pro. Uh, when my buddy Todd was cameraman for Grudge Match mm-hmm. with Stallone and De Niro, and he met them both, and he said De Niro was very intimidating. But he said Stallone is a really nice guy and a real pro. He, he he's great in this movie. Yeah, actually. Yeah. And I got so I, I was thinking through different action stars, and something occurred to me that I wanted to run past you guys. So most action stars don't do anything else. You're Stallone's, Van Damme's, Schwarzenegger's, Steven Seagal's of the world. I can think of two outliers, two real outliers in all of this, who went in opposite directions with their careers. The first is Liam Neeson, who went from being an indie art house guy doing things like Schindler's List to doing movies like Taken. And the other is Mel Gibson, who started out doing Mad Max and Lethal Weapon and then moved on to like Hamlet. Mm -hmm. So going in opposite directions Mm -hmm. down the artistic Mm -hmm. ambition scale. Are there other guys who fit like that? I mean, like Sean Connery is never really an action hero, I don't think. I don't, although he's in a ton of action movies, but he's, I don't think he would yeah. be an action star. Bruce Willis, I've always thought is a rom-com guy who went into action, but is still more of a leading man than an action star. I guess this is how I think of Sean Connery, more leading man than action star. I think Bruce Willis has, is definitely more action star than anything. I mean, if you look through his... His, I, Bruce Willis, I think, is an underrated actor. I was watching uh, Death Becomes Her the other day. I was like... Again? He, I, um, you well, go back to that movie all the time, uh, don't uh, you? My, my wife will not stop watching that movie. Really? It is always of on. All, of all movies. It is always on. It, 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 anyway, but like, uh, but the... But, he he does interesting things in that movie, and he does interesting things in a lot of movies. But he is a leading man action star. I mean, like he's in the upcoming reboot of Death Wish. Yeah. Like, fair enough. That's what he is. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, one of the weird things, of course, to remember is when you think about aging action stars in 2017 versus aging action stars in 1987. 
people just take better care of themselves. So I was thinking about um, Roger Moore when he did A View to a Kill. He was that guy was an action star. He was boy was he, he, was, he was all about that action boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah most of those you could see the stunt man. There were certain scenes in that where they just don't even bother to you know oh this is not him, but we're supposed to pretend he was like fifty eight. But Liam Neeson was sixty one when he did Taken Three, right. and all that is uh, very believable. But people are just much older. Yeah, and HGH I would say, probably has nothing to do with that as well. <laughs> But, but Probably also, nothing. And, and sort of the, the the kind of living, the hard living. If you go back, some of our older Skinless listeners, chicken, low-weight, high yes, reps. That's, right. that's That's what still, Sylvester Stallone, that, I believe, is 74. That's why his, that's that's why his arms his, look like rocks. Yes, that's, that's yes, all it was. That's right. all it because was. low-rate, high What he's really doing is 120 reps yep. of 15-pound bicep curls. You know, it's, it's, funny, it's funny you mentioned Liam Neeson because uh, Liam Neeson was originally, if I remember my Spielbergology correctly, he was originally going to be Lincoln. In the in the, the well, he had the height in yeah. the in the in the Spielberg Lincoln movie, and that ended up being Daniel Day Lewis. And I would love to see. Could you imagine seeing a trash Daniel Day Lewis action movie? That would be amazing. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be like <laughs> the greatest amazing. thing? Could you? I I would just I if I I would pay money. I would pay cash money to be a reporter on the set watching that movie be filmed. As he's like, no, this is this is all wrong. This is. Your motivations are all wrong on this. Uh, let me tell you how to do the action right. And then he does it better than like Jackie Chan or somebody. That would be funny. Totally into it. Okay. Right. Got to move on. We have to move on. Do we have any corrections or additions? additions? No. Anything? Shout outs to anybody? Anybody want to hear shout outs? No, I don't want to no. shout out anyone. No. You know People what? should can shout I, out us. Can I, can I say uh, I, this past episode on Twitter was we all, we always say you should follow us on Twitter. Which I actually don't think episode? that's true. Last week's episode. Oh. Uh, People should, if you enjoy the show, don't follow us on Twitter, but come onto Twitter for the substandard Twitterverse because it's very high quality stuff. Yes. In many instances, much better than the actual show. If you're a big fan of the show and you should be telling all of your friends to listen to us because if you don't, we're going away. Just FYI. Mm-hmm. We, we, need, we need more listeners. Because uh, that's what probably you know, that's probably uh, true. Uh, uh, but uh, you should also be checking us out on Twitter and 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 having fun or, and or just out. come and hang out with the Twitter hang out. And this is this is a serious question, which we will talk about offline: is whether or not we want to port that sort of world onto just a substandard Facebook page. Whether that would be easier for people to hang out in than on Twitter. I don't know. Facebook people is trash, know. though. The problem is that's I know that you're all into the Facebook right now. Shh. Do you hear me, Zuckerberg? Your fuck platform is trash. Oh, ah. sorry, Sonny, you're editing One, the episode this week. One hour fifty-seven. Spear of the week is Bushmills Irish Honey. Sonny, what did you think? You had several pours. You pretended not to like it, it's, but you were like a freshman at college. No, but this, fuzzy Davis. It really does taste like college. It like it is extremely drinkable in the in the it in is. the way that in the way that like a fireball really isn't. You know, <laughs> you that's know, like no. a shooter. Oh, this is smooth. like a this is you just you just sip it. It's like just, mead for the yes. It's, it's like mead. mead. It's like mead. It's mead. mead. We I got this bottle for my wife because I thought she might like it, and she said she today she's only had one sip, so it must have evaporated the yeah. rest. Mm. It wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't me. And, and you know what else is good, actually? It's only 35% uh, yeah, yeah. alcohol, so you too. Can have so twice. I can drink. I can drink. Had, yeah, which drink is why ice. he did. You know. Which is why he did. And you know what I'm else is good now. is, is uh, Blackbush. You ever have that? That's very good. Bushmills Blackbush. You ever have that? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about something else. No, it's really But Once you go Blackbush, you never go back to... Uh, yeah. <clears throat> that's all the time we're giving to this episode. Questions, <laughs> that comments. That wasn't even Gene. Complaints. <laughs> no. 
compliments, tweet us at Victorina Mattis at Sunny Bond. At JV Last, he loves Twitter. He hates Facebook. That's oh. true. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard on a podcast. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Don't forget the Substandard show notes will be up on maybe on Friday at Probably 11 a.m. Come Un- on. Until next time. You actually sound like Gene today. I know. I, I was, you know, I'll tell you what was really funny. <laughs> I was going to go to see uh, a movie with my daughter, My Little Pony, the, the, you know, the, the movie, and I thought I would review that. I thought that would be really funny. Well, why didn't you do that? I don't want to see it. Time for me to scootaloo. See you, you later. You had to go to the wood shop? Yeah, I chose that. Can we do like 10 more minutes on wood cutting? (laughs) That would be great. I found a lot of parallels between woodworking and the kitchen. Oh my God, stop. Do you you work with wood ever, Vic? Like you're in good shape. Do you work the wood? What sort of, do you, it's hard wood, Vic? Is that what you work with? I'm sure it's fine.